Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Everybody that says Martavis Bryant as Martavius. No. His name isn't Martavius. Martavius, man. Why are you adding a syllable? I mean, is there that many people that think about Latavius? Like Latavius Murray? Is there a bunch? Of, I don't even know if there's a bunch of Latavius's out there. But why does it have to be Martavius? Does anybody know a Martavius? Uh, Martavius, no. Why does it have to be? I don't understand. Someone explain to me why everybody, I hear it once a day during this conversation. You know, callers call up, I want my team to trade for Martavius Bryant. <laughs> it's clear as day. It's Martavius. It's an odd name, but it's not Martavius. Mm. Anyway, so get it right, people. Maybe someone will name their baby Martavius. Yeah, what's up, Martavius? Uh, then we'll mispronounce that and call him Martavis. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So Mike Tomlin does his weekly press conference on Tuesdays. And Mike Tomlin, in this situation, I said it yesterday. I said, Mike Tomlin's going to have your back if you're a player. He's going to yep. understand you. Yep. He's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But if you start messing with him, it gets ugly. All right? Like, if you disrespect him when he's shown you the respect, it's going to get ugly. So yesterday... Mike Tomlin, when he was asked about this, you know, first he said Martavis Bryant is just not available. He's not available uh, via trade. Um, we've invested a lot. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. It's obvious that we still got more ground to cover with him because we're having a conversation about him that's not football related. Mm, there it's starting. Yep. It's starting. Yep. Not football related. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So this is Mike Tomlin on Martavis Bryant's comments away from the football field. I'll rain down my judgment and we'll move forward. Um, he's a good guy to work with in the building and has been. Uh, we've been very clear about this process of getting reacclimated to us. Um, not an easy one, but uh, he's worked diligently. I like his approach. Um, but he says some things when he's not around us that, that are somewhat of a distraction. Mm. I'll rain down my judgment. That's right. I'll rain down my judgment. Yep. Whoa. Was he Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction? I mean, this. I if I'm Mike Tomlin, I am infuriated because yes. what he the, the picture that he painted there was that Mike Tomlin's gone up to him and had conversations with him. Marte was like, "Yeah, everything's cool." And then he goes to Instagram, right. says stuff like, "Yeah, I'm be- way better than Juju Fool." And also, what he's alluding to is the fact that we've stood by this cat. He was out. He was away from us a couple times. We've been there for him. We provided resources. We provided whatever he needs to help him get better, not as a football player, as a person. We understand the circumstances he's been dealing with off the field, and we have stood by him time and time again. And now i got to deal with this bull dookie. Basically, I'm going to rain down my judgment on his ass. I'll rain down my judgment. (laughs) And Mike Tomlin also (laughs) said that, uh, you know, this this is his take on – Martavis's, Martavis, Martavis, <laughs> <laughs> frustration on social media. It's okay to 
want more playing time and want to be a central uh, reason why we're successful, uh, provided you relay that in an appropriate way. Social media is not the appropriate way. Did he curse in his press conference, by the way? Because I saw some tweets yesterday from some colleagues, and I thought that he had, had cursed at somebody. You don't have to look it up, but I was like, whoa. Like I, I, There was like an implication that Tomlin had actually cursed mm-hmm. during the press conference. It would have shocked me. This is a man who spent a full calendar year away from the game that he loves due to the cannabis. <laughs> I'll rain down my judgment. I, will, I won't judge the man for his ganja smoke. However, it's a man who spent 12 full months away from the gridiron because he was dabbling in the sticky icky. Not football related. I'm texting his homeboy right now, see if we can get some inside information. Who's homeboy? Uh, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin's. Tomlin's homeboy? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Who's my homeboy? Whether, it's not mystical. Whether it be ganja, weed, grass, hydro, chronic. Purple haze. Purple haze. Pineapple express. No sticks, no seeds, no stems. The man could not resist. The green. We understand this. We accept this. I rained down my judgment on the man. Yeah, because his judgment been cloudy. He missed January, February, <laughs> March, April, May, June. And then into the season, which began in September. Then October. Then November. <laughs> oh, my. You know, it's been popcorn. It hadn't been uh, any one man specifically. It's been popcorn. Uh, but you can't have popcorn. What? Why not? I mean, Can I get some peanut M&M's with my popcorn? He thinks about this stuff. You know he does when he comes out with these things. You know it. Yeah. We got to minimize his chunkability. <laughs> yeah. I told you this the last time we did the Tomlin stuff, that my favorite one was Josh Cribbs when he was with the Browns and he returned a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. touchdowns, uh, punt returns for touchdowns and kickoff returns. He goes, We've been dead Indians in his cowboy movie far too long. Calls relative to that. <laughs> this is a man who picked up a bong, picked up a blunt, picked up a joint, what have you. Maybe some edibles, maybe a gummy bear, maybe a gummy worm. Whatever it may be. Maybe he just took the resin out the bong. I'm not sure, but he missed the whole year because of it. Probably we were, be a partial participant. And he was a, a non-participant for a full year. Because of the cannabinoid oils. <laughs> Imagine, I'm just thinking, like Mike Tomlin, the DEA agent, like out there. <laughs> this right here is paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Let's go through all the types of paraphernalia that we have here. This is what, this right here is easy waters. <laughs> Your more traditional, low income <laughs> smoke. This is tops. <laughs> you can go into any convenience store, get a Philly, hollow out that sucker. Yeah, chocolate, strawberry, <laughs> what flavor you want. Yeah, depending on <laughs> what you like, what you fancy. And some backwoods. You hollow it out. Get you some backwoods too now. You fill it with the weed. <laughs> you smoke the weed. Uh, he's a guy that's highly conditioned over a 12-month calendar. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> This right here is a bowl. (laughs) You fill this part with the weed. You smoke the weed. Make sure you clean out the bowl when you finish. Don't get sloppy with it. 
yeah, finish your bowl. And a question. Pass it on. <laughs> and a question before I move on. Uh, to, to the water you, can bomb. You tell, can you tell us about the grinder? <laughs> oh. <laughs> If you go, I, I love him to be my press secretary. Oh, I know. <laughs> he didn't mean to throw the box of chocolates at the producer. <laughs> he just lost his mind for a second. It's just chocolates anyway. Even if it hit him in the head, big deal. Calls relative to that. <laughs> Man was upset with the fart. <laughs> Decided to pick up some office supplies. And hurled them at the employee. It's not mystical. <laughs> really not that that hard to figure out. Man don't like farts. So he made you know about it. So from here on out, a no more farts. To deliver force if called upon. Next question. <laughs> deliver force called upon. <laughs> oh, that's my new motto. Yeah. I'm here to deliver force called upon, okay? <laughs> The man to deliver mo- force if called upon. The man did not want to get a divorce. <laughs> deemed it too expensive. It's a part of this deal. He had to fly up and house and support the mother-in-law. Understand? But you can't have popcorn. Let me ask y'all a question. You want to give up half of your money? Okay, then. Next question. This is if Mike Tomlin held a Brian Jones press conference. He's my PR man, guy. <laughs> Go tell him, Mike. Man doesn't like to wear underwear. So <laughs> if you see the man walk around the hallway with the, the sweatpants, <laughs> something going to be flopping. And it's going to be big. So shield your eyes. Be forewarned that there will be a flopper. <laughs> Don't get too close. You don't know what's going to happen. It's Next not question. mystical. Uh, uh, Mr. Tom, can you explain why he's so cozy with all the women around the office? Uh, the man likes sex. <laughs> A lot. If he can't have the sex, he gets close to the sex. Close as he can. Puts it in his mind. Makes him feel better about the day. Man needs his sex. So... If he hugging you, there's something else going on in that brain head. Uh, Mr. Tom, can you explain his relationship with his rabbi Dove? <laughs> he disrespects that Jewish man to his face every single day because it doesn't understand him. And because he is a holy man, he believes that he can hurl the insults at the man without them being returned. We like to call in the newsroom the soft target. <laughs> Next question. Uh, could you explain uh, the interaction between he and his boss, Mark Chernoff? <laughs> Once again, in one word, disrespect. <laughs> Brian looks at a man. He takes whatever he's wearing or a physical feature of him. Then we'll make fun of that thing. In this case, it's the... Vertically challenged part of the boss. You short malafala, get up out of my face, for example. Now, how about, can you give us a sense of the meetings, pre uh, post-show meetings he has with his other boss, Eric Spence? Uh, 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 
We're talking sweatpants, no sweatpants. <laughs> no sweatpants. No, no sweatpants. The boss got a little bit more power. You go in there with the sweatpants and the flopper. You in charge. It's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. You are nuts. That's my... Oh, that's, he's my spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Hired. <laughs> New White House press secretary. Yes. Please ignore the tweets. <laughs> a man likes to tweet. Doesn't mean we have to report on all these tweets. <laughs> these these people went after the president because they ain't going to win the election <laughs> next time around, so they want to make a spectacle about it. <laughs> <laughs> next question. He did call those families. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to hear no more about Russia. <laughs> Russia is not a topic. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Sarah Huckabee Sanders replaced by Mike Tomlin. Whatever her name is. Um, okay. Oh, don't get me started on. So, <laughs> so someone stole Juju Smith-Schuster's yeah. bike now? Martavius. No, stop. Martavius did. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Martavius did. <laughs> yeah. I Why mean, you steal the man's bike? Get a man's bike back. Come on. Yeah. And those guys ride bikes everywhere. They yeah. like they, they like to you know, they some of them live on the south side and ride the bike down in a facility, whatever. So that's I mean, that's bull crap, man. You can't be stealing a man's bike. I mean, it is kind of a coincidence. If if it comes out that Martavis Bryant or one of Martavis Bryant's friends stole that bike or a Martavis Bryant supporter stole that bike. That is worse than the Lucky Whitehead story. Like, honestly, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, I'm going to show you, Juju Smith-Schuster, for being good and everything and helping the team win in spite of me and my goals as a wide receiver. I'm going to take your bike. got one of my homies to get your bike, man. And now I guess Antonio Brown is offering two game checks for the return of the bike. Wow. Two? Yeah. You know how huge that is? Damn, what kind of bike is it? I'm going to Pittsburgh right now to find that bike. Well, there's no way that that's going to actually come to fruition, right? Because if the bike gets returned, they're going to know who stole it. And then at that point, Antonio Brown's going to be like, psych. <laughs> you know? How? I mean, what, so he makes – now i got to know this now. Yeah. So he, you get he's, paid he's, by the game, so if you're you're – it depends. Now, I, I was on teams where you got paid weekly, and there are others where you have it deferred and paid over the, the the course of a year, or you can get paid every two weeks. Just everyone's different. All right, so we're not really at least they were know. way back then when when I was a party. We're talking late nineties, so we're not really going to know what no. his game check is. No, but like well, this just, year, uh, factor it for over a year. Because what's his salary? Seventeen mil a year. Yeah, so it's it's an average. It's seventeen million dollars, but it's weird though because like this year because he got a big bonus and like a restructure. Well, just like, go with the the game. I mean uh, the salary. The base salary is only nine hundred and ten thousand dollars. Oh damn! He got the majority of it in, in the uh, yeah. in the signing ball. I got you right. So like let so yeah, and it's it, and then as the okay, years so go on, okay. So a game check is nine hundred thousand. Uh, so we're, we're gonna say uh. Hmm. Over a year, a little less than a hundred, of course. Uh, dang, you gonna do this math or not? <laughs> I, I'm trying, sir. <laughs> we just gonna wait here in silence for you to do this in your head. Oh, you gonna need some help? Uh, so let's say game check uh, about fifteen, twenty grand a week. 
I mean, let's just say conservatively, I mean, that's $30,000 for a return of a bike. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't be doing that, though. I mean, like. He wants to get his man's bike back. He can't be returning that now, bike and thinking it's going to go well. And now is, is Martavius upset with Antonio Brown for having the back of, of Juju Schuster? Pro- probably, yeah. yeah probably. I, I think that all of this is mm-hmm. just. Uh, Everything is annoying, Martavis Bryant. Not football related. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, I got to sit here and talk about this crap. Trying to win football game, coach. All right, coming up next, some NFL trade deadline possibilities that I saw on NFL.com, and one that is just an absolute shocker. We're coming right back. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Because we had Darren Erstad on the show two years ago, and I didn't remember a thing about it. So Pete's digging through the archives and coming back with stuff and, and breaks to see if we remember. You. Yeah, no, because I'm, you can't remember things from years past. I can't remember stuff from the the same week. Yeah, Negro Sporn, I remember Negro wow, Sporn. That's funny. Now Mikey B's also putting together a list to test our memory. You know, five guests that we did have on and five that we didn't, and he's ah. going to ask us if we actually had these guys I'm, on or I'm not. I'm going to ace this. Oh, are you? Yes. I'm if I don't do well with that, I'm I'm gonna get myself checked out. Like mm. I mean, I, all I played was high school football and not a lot of it, so <laughs> I should be okay. You, you you've never had a fight, but I bet you were a, a damn good instigator. No, I really no. I really wasn't. No, you got to remember uh, the 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 stuff on the air that I'm doing. I'm not doing in my normal life. You, you know, had, you had to have uh, let's see uh, cultivated that. In your younger years, no? I mean, I maybe a little bit, mm, but okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm just not – I don't want to fight anybody. No, I didn't say you wanted to fight. I just said you, you were a good instigator. Because sure. I have friends who were great instigators, and when the, when the action started, they were gone. I guess, yeah. I mean, I know – if I'm around you at all, I know the things that will make you angry, for sure. Yeah. Like, I know that. Yeah. And then if, there'll be times that I'll, I'll needle. Yeah, like my brother Stacy, he sucked at fighting, but he would start one and he'd be gone. Yeah, I mean, he left me with Deverl and 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 uh, Sweet Pea, left me to my own devices. Really? Yeah. So he now, instigated and then ran and on. And then ran. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I had to take on both. Now, That's bad. Sweet Pea dead because he was a bad dude. Got what he deserved. I don't know what happened. Shot. Uh, yeah, someone took him out. Yeah. Did he rear-end your father-in-law in the, in the Dominican? Did he what? <laughs> Did oh. he... <laughs> no, no, no. This, this happened in Lubbock. <laughs> okay. This is in L.A., man. Lubbock wow. area. R.I.P. Sweet Pea. Yeah, Sweet Pea gone. Long, Not long football time, related. Long, long time ago. And, and speaking of Lubbock, uh, I took your advice yesterday, uh, and, and we did show the Mike Leach rally. Oh, good. In, in Lubbock, the, the rally of two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. I'm glad that that showed up on TV. The, the, the guy with the, the, the microphone <laughs> and the walking boot. <laughs> Say, see, this is what happens when you protest in Lubbock. Oh. You're going to leave with a limp. It's <laughs> amazing. That video truly is. All right, Bogus, what we got for us, man? Guys, three Cy Youngs, an MVP, a no-hitter, and now a World Series gem for Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw deals, full count, Springer, swung on and missed, strike three. Third time Springer's been struck out. That's the 11th strikeout for Kershaw. Charlie Steiner, Dodgers Radio, seven innings, one run, three hits, no walks, and those 11 Ks for the lefty that used to struggle in the postseason Last night, the first 11K no-walk World Series performance since Don Newcomb in 1949. 
Astros manager A.J. Hinch. He's tough. You know, he showed it tonight by, uh, by being in attack mode, being in the strike zone early and got us pretty defensive from the get-go. The only Astro run was Alex Bregman's homer in the fourth. The Dodger offense was Chris Taylor's leadoff homer and Justin Turner's tie-breaking two-run shot in the sixth. Three won the final in L.A., where temperature at first pitch was 103 degrees. It should be slightly less hot for game two tonight. Rich what, Hill It's not like they Justin have 20 pounds of equipment Verlander. on. I mean, come on, quit crying about the damn heat. They should be happy it's warm. First pitch once again at 8.09. Eastern New Orleans Pelican Anthony Davis reportedly day-to-day after hurting his left knee just five minutes into last night's 103-93 loss in Portland. An MRI showed no structural damage, according to head coach Alvin Gentry. The win was the Blazers' 17th straight in their home opener. The Clippers took down the Jazz, 102-84. The Cavs rallied past the Bulls, 119-112. The Celtics kept the Knicks winless, 110-89. And the Pacers outscored the T-Wolves, 130-107. Indy shooting a franchise record 67% from the floor. Now you'd think someone named Josh Jackson wouldn't be any wouldn't be capable of doing anything menacing, but he did. Uh, Mr. Jackson fined thirty five grand for shooting an imaginary gun wow. at a heckling fan over the weekend. Now did you see, did you hear his excuse? Yeah, well, for yesterday, this? yeah, yesterday yeah. we talked about it and we actually we tweeted it out, and for some reason it got a ton of reaction, like multi a hundred likes and fifty retweets. We tweeted out the video. And he said, yeah, he was trying to give the middle finger and instead didn't. And that's the reaction that he had. I mean, it is, if you see this video, it's on our Twitter account. If you see this video, it is so obvious that that's what he's doing. I mean, it is, I mean, if you, mm-hmm. the guy's playing some sort of pantomime game, like, you know what he's doing. I mean, he's, he's doing the trigger finger. Right. So he's, that has nothing to do with the middle finger. He's, I said it yesterday. And he stuck with that again yesterday. Oh. He went right back to that. He was not giving the middle finger. Like, he was confused as to which finger he should <laughs> give. Just say I'm sorry. Starts. It was stupid. <laughs> I mean, you're right. He's false stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Is this, which finger is the, is this the blank you? you finger? Is it this one? Or is it, <laughs> put it back down. It's not this one. It's this one. Ah. Uh, uh, to the NFL, Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians denying a local TV report that he'll step down after the current season. The Seahawks have signed Dwight Freeney and the Cowboys bringing in kicker Mike Nugent with Dan Bailey expected to miss multiple weeks with a groin injury. And finally, it was Sidney Crosby versus Connor McDavid on ice last night. McDavid scored with less than three minutes left in regulation to force overtime, and then Crosby didn't score. Off the boards, picked up by Malkin. Two on one if he hurries. Left side, gives the pass ahead. Here's Kesselin on goal. Hey! Shoots and scores! Bill Kessel with a brilliant pass from Malkin. And the Penguins win it 2-1 to one in overtime. All right, so Sidney Crosby, back-to-back cups, is an older guy, but still one of the best players in hockey, if not the best player in hockey still, right? All right, Connor McDavid, young guy, also mm-hmm. arguably the most talented player in hockey. How many times do these two teams play in a year? They're in different conferences. Uh, twice. Twice, all right. So they play twice a year, these two guys. Unless it's the Stanley Cup final, they're not going to see each other again, right? right? The NHL would like to showcase these guys and would like to grow their league and show, look, not only do we have one of the greatest to ever play, but here's another kid who might be the greatest to ever play. And they're playing each other once out of two times out of the year. You would think that this would be broadcast on NBC Sports and be a game of the week. No? It, it's also the only time they'll play at a regular time because the game in Edmonton will be at the earliest 9 Eastern, if so, not later. So instead, and, and you think, okay, it's a Tuesday, maybe they don't have... A national game. Well, they do. 
And guess who's on it? The Red Wings and the Sabres as opposed yeah. to this game. It's idiotic. Well, they love <laughs> Buffalo because Buffalo gives them their their best ratings because that's just how it works Nothing with else Sabres to do. fans. Right. Well, they just it's a strong market. So they, they are, well, there so are way too many Sabre games na- on national television. Um, it's Who's a, the star player there, Buffalo? I mean, they Jack stink. Jack Eichel. But they're not very good, right, Buffalo? No. And the, I mean, and neither the Red Wings aren't good anymore either. No. Those two teams suck. And you, these two guys are, are facing head-to-head. You don't put them on TV. The NHL will never get it. They will never understand television. They'll never get it. Because it's, it's year in and year out, the stupidity. I mean, the only thing that they have, I think, that they've done well is the, the outdoor games. They've made that. They're probably doing too many of them, but uh, the numbers argue with that against me. But they they have done a really, really nice job with, with making that an event. But outside of that, I mean, they're just bad at this. But see, <laughs> on one hand, I think that they they know their spot in the grand scheme of things. And if they're going to worry about other sports, they're wasting their time because they're not going to steal football fans or baseball fans. I'm not fans. asking them to do no, that. No, no, no. Just showcase your sport well, the best way you can. That's the thing. And this is what – this is. there's no defending this on two fronts. Now, last night, forever, that was always going to be game one of the World Series. No matter who was in it, no matter how long the previous series were going, game one was last night. And they had nine games, 11 games going last night. They had two on Monday up against Monday Night Football. Not a World Series game, no matter what. There was no playoff game on Monday night. They could have put that game there, put that game on TV, give me, and had a 90-minute head start on Monday Night Football Yet they put it on, not on national TV in, in, in the States. It was on in Canada. And against the World Series, which everyone else is watching, right. I don't understand their scheduling at yeah, all. I mean, tonight they've got two more games, and they'll play 11 more times on Thursday, which makes no sense. Right. I mean, they, they need to, and I agree with you that they're not going to be able to steal away eyeballs from the World Series. But at least, can you at least try? Because there are people out there that are, are sports fans and sometimes casual observers of a particular sport. And these guys are doing things like, I, we saw that, what was it last week with Crosby against the Rangers? That thing that he did, like I don't, I try not to watch as much hockey after having to watch every <laughs> single period of every Penguin game for five years. But what he did in that game, where he you know, he banked the shot off the goalie after he knew it was a hand pass, and he let the Ranger player touch yeah. it first. I mean, that stuff is like magic. And this Connor McDavid apparently is doing things that that we haven't seen since uh, forever. So just be a little smarter with it. Just be a little smarter. And and catch people's attention, at least try, as opposed to just mailing it in and putting a Sabres Red Wings on. Baseball did it, too. They didn't have Bryce Harper and Mike Trout true. Yeah. on TV this year until yeah. they were in the, on the West Coast and then no one watched, and one of them was out. I think Harper was out for that one. I mean, time. you could make the case, though, that, I mean, baseball doesn't need as much help as the NHL, but, I mean, it's still dumb. I mean, yeah. just capitalize on every situation you can. Especially this one. Why wouldn't but you? But isn't it more difficult in baseball because of the regional networks? Or And you you guess you can have that one uh, marquee matchup on Sunday nights, but aside from that, it's all regional. Well, just But here's the thing. If you're baseball, exercise a little bit of your muscle in this. I mean, the NFL does it. I mean, college football does it. I mean, they move things around. This is going to be a night game. This is going to be here. Right. We're putting mm-hmm. this up. Just do what's good for you. And don't worry about the regional network. They'll be fine. And I mean, and I do you think that there's going to be that much of a stink about it? Like one game out of 162 that they want to showcase on national TV? Well, and this year was a Wednesday game for Trout and Harper, which is in the ESPN window for, for taking a broadcast. And they, don't, yeah. and they don't take it off regional. They don't take it off local. So it doesn't really affect 
you know, right? That's CSN, right. And exactly, whatever it is, you still get that broadcast. Yeah, great point. It's not like they those guys go home. You right, know, you, the local guys still get it now. It does it'll may affect their rating if people are like, I'd rather watch it over here. But I don't know if they black it out or not. But whatever. I don't know. That stuff just annoys me probably more than it should. It's just because it seems so easy. Like you don't have to do that much to 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 figure this out. Like, oh, I'm in charge of the NHL. I'm in charge of scheduling. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does Crosby and McDavid are playing each other two times? How are we going to showcase this? You know, that'd be one of the first questions that I ask. <laughs> All right, NFL.com put out a list of players that might be traded at the uh, trade deadline. All right, so you hear, all right, Martavis Bryan, we talked about him. It's an obvious one because he asked for a trade. You know, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie of the Giants, he's yeah. had issues. Yep. He's still talented. That makes sense. Now, uh, yeah, that does make sense considering it doesn't look like this team is not going anywhere. Uh, Dwayne Brown of the Texans, who finally ended his holdout, but you know maybe they burned the bridge too much. Like, man, that's a little bit of a stretch. Fonte Davis of the Colts. The Colts are going nowhere. The guy's a, he's a shutdown corner. You know, you maybe you can get something good for him because all right, all those make sense. How about this one? This guy puts up here. What's his name? I want to get his name? His name is uh, Mark Sessler. And Mark Sessler says on this list of people who could be traded at the trade deadline. Eli Manning. Mm. Eli Manning. There is no shot in hell that the Giants trade Eli Manning. Right. In season. Yeah. No. I mean, unless you're giving up a ton. I mean, now, Eli Manning, you could say, probably, you know, towards the end of his career. We've seen guys play into their 40s. Eli doesn't look as spry as some of these other guys. Whatever. But... And he throws out their potential landing spot, Jacksonville, because Tom Coughlin's there. I mean, we got to do better than this, can't we? You're telling me that John Mara is going to, in season, after going 1-6 in their first seven games, is going to okay a trade of a quarterback who gave them two Lombardi trophies? That's going to be the this, yeah. this franchise, which is one of these franchises that people look at as the standard. Is just going to unceremoniously dump Eli Manning in a one and six season in the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> and then when has a quarterback, by the way, ever been traded in a season? Yeah. Does that ever happen? That doesn't happen in the NFL. No, I mean maybe like a backup if so a team is desperate, right? But like a starter like that, well, uh, got to learn you, a whole new offense. You had Sam Bradford, and but that uh, was before the season started. Right, remember, right. But that you know, so it's, I'm talking in the yeah, mid-season. and you'd already drafted your your heir apparent, so that's why that one made sense. Oh my goodness, that's one of the dumbest takes and I've ever heard. It keeps coming up. It was com- I, 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 this topic was broached a couple weeks ago. You think the Giants should consider trading Eli Manning? No, they're not going to trade Eli Manning. That I he mean, may not be the greatest, but they're not going to trade him. All right, coming up next, Wes, Will Brinson, that, and some other things on yeah about hockey. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> national TV hockey games. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, hey, Will, good morning, man. What's happening? What's up, guys? We actually have, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, don't typically promo stuff that could be cool, but we have two cool guests coming out this week on the Pick 6 Podcast. Leonard Fournette. Oh, wow. Jaguars running back. And Travis Kelsey, uh, tight end for the Chiefs. Kel- both, were, both were fantastic. Um, Fournette, you know that play where um, 
Mike, where Fournette's like waving at Mike Mitchell. Yeah, Mike Mitchell and ran him over. Yeah. Mike Mitchell came though. I yeah. mean, Mike Mitchell showed up. Well, we were like, we we're like, so were you like, were you waving at Mike Mitchell? He's like, yeah. He's like, we've been battling all day. I was telling him to come get some. Oh, but well, you just tell him to get healthy. That damn ankle, that same thing that bothered him when he was at LSU, and because TJ Yeldon went off. Yeah, he said um, he's planning on playing for those fantasy owners out there okay. after the bye. But uh, check out the podcast. Those are the cool. What about Kelsey? Was he a douche? Oh, Kelsey is awesome. Oh, is he? <laughs> Came off like a douche on that uh, reality TV show that he did. Well, I mean, like he, I mean, he was definitely a bro. Like, <laughs> but but it's it, it. A lot of times when you do these interviews, you know, with athletes, and you guys know this as well as anybody, you know, you can get some some boring interviews. Mm. Uh, I mean, even like even somebody like Gronk, who's you know the fun one of the funnier human beings on the planet has been trained by the Patriots to be, you know, subdued. And, and Kelsey is, Kelsey is not subdued. I found him, I found him to be very amusing um, in the sense of like, that's what I would like to be. I, that's how he, I would like to be Travis. I would like to be Travis Kelsey ish. If I were uh, big, actually tall and strong and fast and, and a professional athlete. We've seen some takes on Carson Wentz this past week or these past couple days after the Monday night performance against the Redskins where, I mean, I I agree the guy has been great, but, I mean, some of the stuff we're hearing, the Brett Favre comparisons and he's the MVP and all this stuff, um, are you in that category or are you more reserved with your praise for Carson Wentz? No, I'm I'm in the effusive praise category in the the sense of – Seven games into the season, if we're taking a look around the landscape of the 2017 NFL season, I think Carson Wentz is one of the top three MVP candidates in the league. I mean, you have Tom Brady, surprise, surprise, age 40, rolling right along. Alex Smith, um, he's, he's been great. You know, the Chiefs are out to a good record. He's playing exceptional, no interceptions. I think he leads the league in passer rating and like yards per attempt and completion percentage. Um, and then Carson Wentz, has elevated his game in his second season. You know, he he looks he and I, maybe the far stuff works. I almost think he's a it's it's some sort of and, and look you don't want to you don't want to throw out all these all these names and and try to compare him to you know and then and then and then then you make these messed up comparisons. But I mean, if I were to I mean, I would say he's almost Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger esque because he can escape from the pocket. He's got a big arm. He can move it, move the ball down the field. He's athletic. He's much faster than people think, and he he seems to have a sense for for a big stage. He, you know, he doesn't seem overwhelmed by anything. And uh, I mean, look, the numbers, the numbers, and the stats, and the eye test. You know, it all it all fits if you're trying to put him in that MVP conversation. It is worth noting that last year. Carson Wentz came out on fire. It was Wentzadelphia or, or, you know, whatever, whatever, Wentzylvania or whatever it was. Um, and then he lost Lane Johnson to suspension, and he really took a nosedive in terms of his production and his statistics. I don't think he's going to keep this up over the course of 17 or 16 games. Jason Peters out with an ACL for the season. That is going to be a big problem for the Eagles. If you watch the game early against the Redskins, they blitzed him aggressively. And he sort of struggled with it. He didn't come out on fire. The Redskins were winning that game in the first quarter and a half. And then went those three touchdowns in nine minutes and just sort of took over and did a good job identifying the blitz and reading and you know, reading those defenses and making the throws. So, you know, I, I, I will be interested to see how he responds when teams are able to attack him a little bit easier without his starting, you know, all all or NFL all pro tackle uh, there protecting him. 
Now, what about the other in that draft class? Uh, Jared Goff. Uh, the Rams are playing some good ball, five and two. Sean McVay, of course, the head coach, and uh, Matt Lafleur, I believe, is the uh, OC there. Uh, what are they saying about his progression? I know he doesn't have a lofty or gaudy uh, com- completion percentage, but nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Look like the light has gone on for him as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I mean, am I? I don't think I'm being remiss in leaving him out of the MVP conversation, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not saying that. No, no. But the, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, although, I mean, he's probably in the. He's, look, his team's. He's got one of the five. His team's got one of the five best records in the NFL. He's a young quarterback, ascending quarterback who's playing well um, in a year where a lot of teams are down. He, you know, he's probably in the top ten conversation, right? I mean, if, if you're doing your top ten list of MVPs to make that big a leap. Remember last year he finished the season with with seven games and less than 1,100 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. This year he's played seven games, 1,700 yards, nine touchdowns, four picks. His yards per attempt is up 2.4 yards, and his yards per game is up almost a full 90 yards per game. I mean, the, the, the difference is, is in the staff and the coaching staff. And, you know, you mentioned Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay. What they've done – from a perspective of, um, I mean, it's it's the difference between, I mean, I guess like, I don't know what the car analogy is because there's if you know if, if Sean McVay is a Ferrari, I mean, what like what is Jeff Fisher's like a? I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, like <laughs> Be nice. Like, no, I, I think that's too close to a Ferrari. Like I think it's like a golf cart with one wheel. Wow! <laughs> I was gonna say a, a Hugo yeah. or a Pacer, right? <laughs> like a rickshaw, maybe. <laughs> Traditional insult, but I mean, like when you look at what Todd Gurley's doing, and look, they added weapons and they added, you know, they added offensive line help. The offensive line's been a big boon, but I think the biggest biggest difference is, and you saw this with Kirk Cousins before Sean McVay left and went to Los Angeles, is that it wasn't necessarily about. Like you didn't, you never saw Kirk Cousins make that play that Carson Wentz made, where he's being sacked by three guys and sprints out of the pocket and then heaves one downfield. You know, it's not the improv stuff that he does well. What it is is playing within the system and allowing the system, being on the same page as Sean McVay mentally and seeing the same things that he sees on the field in terms of what the defense is giving you. And then running the plays, calling the plays, and pulling the trigger on the right throws. Sean McVay's system is designed to get guys open and to make these easier reads. But it, that's not an insult. It's Jared Goff and, and Kirk Cousins are both have both been good over the past two or three years about being a point guard in that system and distributing the ball intelligently. And I think that's what you're seeing. And it builds that confidence. It allows him to make these throws. And I think golf has the pedigree to to grow into being a great quarterback. It's just a, it was just a matter of getting his confidence, getting him in a good system, and I think they've done that. So yeah, I, I buy I buy the Rams all day. I buy the, the Rams and Eagles. Look, it's not out of, it's not out of control when you consider that Aaron Rodgers is done, and you consider the struggles of the the NFC South. You know, up and down team, up and down teams. The Saints have looked very good. It's not out of control. To, to imagine a world where Jared Goff and Carson Wentz meet in the NFC the <laughs> NFC championship. No, I know. The NFC is a tough one to handicap, and that's where I was going with my next question. So, you like both of those teams. Hey, who else? I mean, do you believe in the Minnesota Vikings at 5-2? and Because I sure don't. I mean, it's hard to with, with Case Keenum as a quarterback and Latavius Murray as a running back. And, and look, those guys, they, can, they have enough talent at wide receiver and, and tight end with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, where they can – 
you know, they can they can produce some enough points, and their defense is stout, and it's going to be it's going to remain stout because Mike Zimmer's a good coach, and they have tons of talent there. Um, I think last year's collapse put some red flags up there for anybody who's trying to buy the Vikings. You can't totally buy in. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't rule out, and this will, people keep laughing at me for saying this. I don't rule out the Bears in that division, and that's, I mean it sounds crazy, but. They are they just win in weird ways. They have a defense that's frisky enough to create turnovers and create close, sloppy games. And they're pulling out the total full bag of tricks. It's a kitchen sink situation. They're trying to win in every way possible on offense, even if Mitchell Trubisky throws seven times. You know, so I think anybody in that division can win. Yeah, I still think the NFC South is wide open. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, in, in respect with respect to the Vikings. You know, they have, they have the skill to pull away in the sense that they have the best unit of anyone in that league. You know, that defense is better – that division, excuse me. That defense is better than the Packers' offense and defense, the Lions' offense and defense, the Bears' offense and defense. So they can win those division games on the strength of their defense. It's just going to be ugly. But if they can pull away and, and create sort of a, a, pad, a padded lead of sorts in the event that Aaron Rodgers comes back – um, or in the event that they're able to get Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Bradford back, then I think the, the Minnesota can be a dangerous team. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't rule out a, a collapse and, a, and a, the Bears sneaking in at 7-8-1 or something like that. Will, it's our fault that we did not have enough time with you today. Are you doing anything at uh, 8 o'clock? you want to hang for another 5 or, or 10 minutes, or is that going to bite into something else you have going on? Um, I may get into trouble if I do that. I have to. Ah! Ah! All right. <laughs> Fine. It's our fault, Bye. man. Next time I'm yeah. going to break earlier for you because uh, we ran out of time quick. So. Oh, it's, not your, it's not your fault. We'll do it again. We can do it again soon. Um, it's, it, it, would, it would literally be an impediment in my marriage. And, um, oh. Yeah. Hey. Impotently uh, uh, like my dog using the bathroom. And I have to do the uh, a video hit for CBS. Okay. Uh, so oh, cool. Got Tell Prisco congrats on his, uh, his Sun Devils playing well, but they're losing this weekend. Hey, NC State, what? Number 14 in the country. Oh, they're right? going down, too. No. Winning <laughs> this weekend. All right, thanks, Will. See you, man. Pick, pick six podcasts. That, that was my fault. I got to the break too late. We didn't have as much time with them. Oh, it was his fault. Nah, he was giving us good answers, though, man. I don't know. We'll have him on again soon. Coming I don't remember up. what he said. <laughs> yeah, who was that again? <laughs> Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.